0: I titled this show with just the dog's initials, because if you own one, you will know immediately that JRT stands for Jack Russell Terror- Terrier. <laughs> As I like to say, my Jack Russell terrorist. You know the difference between a terrier and a terrorist, right? You can negotiate with a terrorist. It's also why I tend to call her that. That crazy dog Beans. And because I can negotiate with her. And I really do love that about her.
1: We would love for you to join our community of dog lovers. Log on to Facebook and search for our business page, Family Dog Fusion. There you will get updates as to what's going on with our dog loving family and friends from all over the world. See events, our travels, or just information that you may need about the podcast, our book, or the new products we'll be releasing. That's Family Dog Fusion on Facebook. See you there. This is
0: Discover Your Dog, the show that gets specific every now and then. I am Benny Copeland, owner of a JRT, trainer of people, and just like you, the listener, a Jack Russell lover. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Come on, come on, let's go, let's get started. What are you waiting for? Come on, let's go, let's go. Beans is the name of my Jack Russell Terrier. If you've heard me talk about her many times, you know that I have my Beans, my Jack Russell. I've always wanted this breed of dog, and she came into my life most unexpectedly. When I was in the athletic retail business, I always wanted the loudest clothing line and the craziest, newest shoe on the market. I compare that with wanting to own a Jack Russell. Probably one of the most photogenic dogs because of its facial expressions and its smaller size. This dog is loyal and loving and definitely needs to be trained. Let's get into more fun facts about the Jack Russell right after this.
1: Do you love what you hear in all of these podcasts? Does what Benny say just make sense to you? Well, if you want a more in-depth understanding of what it means when we say demystify your dog's behavior, then you need to go to amazon.com and get Benny's book, Family Dog Fusion. Yes, we named the book after the website because we wanted things to be simple to remember. And most of all, we really want to fuse your dog into your family. In these few pages, Benny has decoded dog behavior. He's found a way to make what he has learned over the past 20 years of his life make sense when it comes to communicating with your dog. Also, the great thing about this book is you can mark up the pages, highlight the important stuff, bend the heck out of the spine even if you want to. It's yours. So we suggest to do all those things and then give it away and buy a new book when that happens. Family Dog Fusion on Amazon.com. Get your copy today.
0: I would almost consider this dog to be in the toy group as well as in the terrier group. There are some traits that are similar to breeds in both groups. The biggest reason it isn't in the toy group is because Jack Russell's can weigh from 13 to 18 pounds on average. Wikipedia describes this dog's temperament as intelligent, stubborn, energetic, fearless, lively. Bold, keen, alert, athletic, active, and vocal. (laughs) I'm guessing when you put energetic, lively, athletic, and active all in one description, you're really trying your best to get across that this dog takes a certain owner to handle it well. Now, when I first brought this puppy, Beans, to the veterinarian, one of the front desk workers made a comment. Why would anyone get a Jack Russell? And I actually heard her say this. Of course, my friend and training colleague of the past, Judy, who works at this clinic, said, Duh, it's Benny. You know he's a dog trainer, and he's always looking for the next challenge. Well, a challenge is definitely what I got. The AKC recognized the Jack Russell in 1998 as the Parson Jack Russell Terrier. Later, the long-legged version of this dog was called the Parson Russell Terrier. So I guess that's really what Bean should be called, but for confusion's sake and not wanting to get into that long conversation, I just called her a Jack Russell. Interesting story. When I went to pick her up, I was told that her littermate was a boy, and when I met him, he was short-legged. Now, I didn't know, and I still don't really, if both short-legged and long-legged pups could be in the same litter, but I'm not sure if this really was the case because of her circumstance, but it was told to me when I got her. This dog can live up to 17 years if well taken care of and in a healthy environment. I've seen him much older than that. And they both, they have both a smooth coat and a wire coat version, or some people call it a rough coat version of this dog, and they both shed. They shed a lot. It's been said that this dog can run up to 30 miles per hour, and when I've seen her at a flat-out run, I totally believe it. Now, that's just some of the things that I found through the AKC, through Wikipedia, things like that. And also, I want to talk about... Just some things about this breed of dog and the traits of this dog that you know you may know or not know, and definitely we will always ask that question at the end why you should not and why you should get a Jack Russell. This dog needs to be trained. obviously, when you talk when we're talking about all the activity and all the things that this dog wants, it's a very boisterous dog. I mean, if she was left alone in my house, she would think it was her job to protect this house and would be barking at everything out the window, which she did at first, and I really worked with her on that. Even now, she will hear a noise or see a movement and one day she was watching some stuff outside and I'm like, "What are you looking at?" and I saw these two little birds stuck in the gra- or in the grass, barely moving, and she was all about it. Like she could see things and alert to things that I have no clue or around. And so it's, she's gonna be alerting to things all the time. And with a Jack Russell, that's just one of the things that you're gonna have to be very uh, aware of. If you don't nip this early and at least show her through training and through um, just structure and rules that, hey, she, this is not her job to do, then it does become her job. And that's one thing about a lot of these active breeds and a lot of working breeds. And, and even um, like this dog was bred in the mid 1800s to hunt with the fox um, hunters and to be able to chase down a fox. So, um, so with this dog being so hyper and so active, this becomes its job, especially if it's a do- dog that's left in a house on its own for times. And uh, it definitely will think it's supposed to protect the house and can become very, very vocal as to letting you know, hey, there's something out there. Now, Beans is really good because she does do that and she alerts to things all the time uh, throughout the day. As long as I'm home, she's going to alert to things probably every you know five, ten minutes. It's great though, because I don't, I've don't. i gotten to the point where I don't even have to tell her to hush. She just alerts to it and then she comes to check with me. And a lot of times I'm like, did you get it? Did you chase it off? You know, just, just letting her know that by checking in with me that that's what I want her to do. And this is a lot of the trainable part of her. They are very trainable. I know there's a lot of um, things out there that put them in the medium to low range of training. And the truth is, Again, when I talk about the stubborn breeds, if you can get through that stubbornness and you really start to work with them, that becomes part of their job. That stubbornness now becomes that thing that that's expected of them. And I love when I worked with her, it was tough. I mean, it, there were a lot of things that she really didn't want to do. As a matter of fact, um, she's now two years old and a little over two, and we don't go for a lot of walks. I do take her out quite um, more often than I do Oz. Oz has gotten to the point where he just can't go on really long walks. So um, I do take her out more often, and she does have this tendency to pull. Well, she's less than 20 pounds, so with me, it's not a big deal, but I've realized I really do need to work on this with her. And so I do. There's a lot of um, times that I'm out there and now I'm starting to work with her to learn to walk with me loose on the leash. This is her job. This is her job when we go for a walk is that she has to be loose on the leash. She also goes kayaking with me. She has her own little vest. She loves to get and be in around the water. She loves to be in the kayak and she usually just sits right up front. I have some amazing pictures of her up in the front of the kayak, um, just kind of being the captain of the boat. And it's just her thing. She loves to alert on everything. Sometimes she's even running to the back of the boat and then back up to the front and she has her spot up there as well. So... These are things that with this breed, when you really make them a good part of the family, and I definitely do feel like you have to socialize this dog early. Um, She is around dogs that are pretty low, um, you know, low activity. And so when she gets around a dog that's really highly active, um, she does have a tendency to be a little more physical with that dog and can be even almost a little aggressive because she's just not used to that. She's used to dogs that have a lower activity. Now, her and Sandy play very well together, and they do uh, a great job being around each other because they're both highly active dogs, and they both run really fast. So when they have that opportunity, they do love to chase each other and wrestle and do that as well. Um, Because it's a small breed, and it was actually bred to, you know, kind of go into holes if it has to go after uh, like a rodent or something like that. I also think it's not really a good dog to have around, like a cat, uh, if you have cats, unless it was raised up with the cats, um, Probably not one to bring in if you already have a cat or especially if you have rodents as other pets, like hamsters or guinea pigs or things like that. I mean, these dogs are actually trained to go after them, like dig into the holes and go after them as well. So um, I, I see all these... Uh, Little things, these statues and stuff of just the Jack Russell's butt, you know, sticking in the air because it's dug its head into a hole. And I'm telling you, I have pictures of that in my yard as well um, when she was a puppy uh, digging into where she thought there was a um, mouse or something went into a hole. So they definitely are very fearless, too. So this is one of those dogs that if you put it into a situation, um, I remember with a friend of mine, uh, I went to greet him. He said, oh, yeah, my dog loves all dogs. I put her in the backyard with this dog, you know, trusting my friend and his dog um, actually came after her. Not Like he did physically attack her. Man, she did not let up. She was going after him the whole time. And even when we were, you know, when we separated them, because he didn't hurt her in any way, but even when we separated them, she was still wanting to go back after this dog. There was no fear in her mind. And this dog was probably six times, seven times bigger than her. So, you know, we're talking about. Um, you know, an 80 pound dog, and she was like 15 pounds at the time, and she was not letting this dog um off the hook, right? So she kept going back, and this is really one of those do- dogs that are like that, so you got to be very careful. So let's talk about the the main thing. So there's a lot of traits of this dog, they are very fun to train and very fun to work with. And again, once you do get them to that point where they are um trained and do understand the rules, I mean, she's laying right here at my feet. I mean, here I am. I did have to close the door uh, to the office so that if she did hear something, she would run to the window. And I've had many um, outtakes on my, my podcast where Eric's had to take those out where she's gone to the back uh, window and started barking at something. So, um, But when she knows the rules and, and when I close that door, she gets very quiet and just hangs out. And that's the thing that I love about this dog. They're very trainable. So let's go to ask that question. Why you should not get a Jack Russell? If you have really small children, I'll tell you, this is not a dog to get if you're starting a family. So if you are just having children or you have very small children and they're a big part of your life and you can't give attention to this breed, you definitely don't want this dog. This is a dog that is going to need a lot of attention. I will tell you, she was one of the longer dogs that took me to potty train. Um, And after she was potty trained, she's very good potty trained. She's very well, never goes in my house. Um, There was one time she did have an accident, but it was very, um, she had a few accidents But it was a very uh, significant thing that happened, and I totally understood why. Um, So uh, it's also one that I wouldn't just leave in a a loose environment. Like if you're going to want to leave it out in your house and not give it a safe place like a crate um, or a small room that you can leave her in. Or it, and then what's going to happen is this dog is going to become very territorial, and they can be, um, they can be aggressive, they can be very territorial of their territory and protective of their owners. So this is something that you know does require training. It's something that you'll want to get in. Um, these are dogs that I've actually worked with. Uh, I remember having two litter mate dogs and they literally, they were called rags and riches and they literally were trying to kill each other because they are a very dominating breed. Like they want to be um, the dominant of of the pack and so these two dogs had to be separated and i remember working with riches for a long time he was a rough coat and he ended up going to a family and was just beautiful and just loved them um but he was very difficult to potty train that's a whole story in itself i won't get into um but when i was able to finally potty train him and find him a home he was wonderful and they loved him loved him and it was just one of those situations where he was already an adult but this um uh, father wanted a Jack Russell for his birthday. So uh, they connected with me and, and we got him this dog and they actually, if they don't still have him, it's been a long time ago, but uh, I know they had him for the rest of his life. He was an amazing dog. And that's just one of those things where I've worked through the issues, even behavior problems with these dogs. And on the other side of it, they become a very wonderful family dog. So, with the, if you have especially like cats or rodents as pets, you may not want to get this breed. Uh, definitely is good with other dogs, especially when raised with other dogs. Uh, but you have to be there to really help them to introduce if they're an older breed and um, let them get along. Because they can be a dominant breed. So, they may come into a family or into a house with multiple dogs and all of a sudden take over the dominant role. Um, that has, I have seen that and would not surprise me at all. But if you don't want that, you definitely don't want this dog. Now, why should you get a D- Jack Russell Terrier? Well, first of all, if you want a challenge in your life, <laughs> and if you're really highly active, this is such a great dog to be active, active with. Um, I really wanted a dog that I could travel with, and I think she would be amazing to travel with. Um, unfortunately, with situations now, traveling is not a big part of uh, what we do, but if I do go on short trips, man, she is great in the car. She loves to go for rides. She loves to be wherever I go. Um, when we go to the park, uh, especially the dog park, she loves to run and you know chase and be chased. And then she also is sticks with me like she's always with me and always around me. A very loyal, loyal dog as well. And she does love that opportunity to get out and be with and around other dogs. Um, They can be very social. Um, Definitely one of those things where if you keep her or keep your dog um, in a non-social situation for a long time and that, would be tough to socialize her later in life. So you definitely want to get out there early, be as active as possible. I'm not a super active person, but I do have ways of keeping her active and working with her and giving her jobs to do. So Jack Russell definitely needs a job. So if you're willing to give that dog, and I'll tell you, the more you're willing to train this dog, the more they can do. I mean, this would be an amazing dog for like fly ball or for... Um, For agility, uh, if you want to get to that level of training. And one of the things that I really, really love about Beans is that she loves to snuggle. So at night, um, she will stick her head under the covers and she roots and gets under the covers and she loves to just be touching me. So if I'm on the couch or if I'm in bed, she definitely loves to be right next to me. And she doesn't get upset when I roll over because I roll over a lot in the middle of the night and she doesn't get upset. She just does her thing and comes back to where she's either reaching out and touch me or putting her back against me at that point. And that's really what I do love about her. Like I said, she's sitting right here. She loves to get the attention when she can, but she's also good at being on her own. And she's two years old, so the first year was not was a little bit crazy. It was a little bit nuts, I will admit, um, but I loved going through that. Again, she was my challenge, and I have uh, d- taken well to this challenge. So in summary, today we've talked about my specific breed, the Jack or Parson Russell Terrier. You discovered that you better be ready to take on an active and lively personality when owning this breed of dog. You also discovered how awesome this crazy dog can be.
1: Thank you. If you would like to contact us, we have a link on our website, familydogfusion.com. We would love to hear your opinion and we value your feedback. So again, familydogfusion.com. Or if you just want to send us a direct message, you can do that via email. It goes to familydogfusion.com at gmail.com. Your comments are important to us and help us with future shows. Thank you for listening to our show. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast and share it with your friends and family. Also, go ahead and give us a five-star review because it helps others find our show. And frankly, we just love to read them. This show is produced by Eric Janer and show notes are created by Carissa Dolan. Thank you to all of the Family Dog Fusion team and our affiliate sponsor, Healthy Paws Pet Insurance. For your free pet insurance quote, go to FamilyDogFusion.com insurance. And go to FamilyDogFusion.com and sign up for your free membership today.
0: Be impeccable with your dog.